Welcome to the Farm Beats podcast. Farm Bits is proudly produced by the Nebraska Digital Agricultural Team and hosted by students at the University of Nebraska. The Farm Bits podcast comes to you each week to discuss the trends, the realities, and the value of digital agriculture through interviews with experts, producers, and innovators from across the agricultural industry. We hope that you step away from each episode with new practical knowledge of digital agriculture technology. Hello, Farm Beats followers, and welcome to another episode of the Farm Beats podcast. I am Deepak Himire. And I'm Katie Bathke, and we are glad to have you with us as we begin diving into the topic of livestock management with digital technology with Paul Kaufman. Welcome, Paul, to the Farm Beats. Can you introduce yourself and share your background and how you started with the Merck Animal Health? Sure, Deepak, and thank you for the opportunity. Uh, as you said, my name is Paul Kaufman, and I lead our uh, livestock technology solutions business for Merck Animal Health. As far as background, uh, originally from Iowa, born and raised on a, on a cow-calf farm down in, in Southern Iowa, uh, attended Iowa State many, many years ago where I got my uh, bachelor's in animal science. And, and shortly after getting out of Iowa State, I actually joined um, the animal health industry in one of the predecessor companies in the animal health business, predecessor to Merck Animal Health. As you may know, there have been many, many mergers and acquisitions. So I actually joined the company just a little over 30 years ago uh, and have spent uh, basically my entire career in the animal health business. I originally started uh, in sales, spent some time in marketing, some time in um, sales management, and then had a chance uh, a few years ago, I actually moved to Canada where I ran the cattle business unit in Canada. And then we moved to New Zealand where I actually was country manager in New Zealand and then came back in 2016 when we started to look at this technology business, which really brings us to where we are today. And uh, excited to tell your uh, Farm Bits audience a little bit more about that. We are excited to hear it. So going into that, what kind of services do Merck Animal Health provide and where are these services available? Yeah, it's a great question. So we as Merck Animal Health are one of the top animal health companies in the world. So when we think about our, our services and our products, it's quite varied. Uh, our, our core for many, many years has been that biopharmaceutical, right? As we think about vaccinations, as we think about uh, treatments for animals when they get sick, as we think about various areas like that, those products are really the core of what we do is Merck Animal Health, products like our, our cattle vaccines, Vision, Vista, Nasalism that you may have heard of, our Revelor implants as an example. Uh, but in 2019, we actually got into really this technology business in, 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 in full, full measure, if you will, with an acquisition of a company that was known as Entelic, but a lot of your listeners would know their brands like Allflex in the, in the tag business. So from where we can get those services, our biopharmaceutical products through your local veterinarian, uh, we're in all species everywhere from uh, bovine to swine to, to ovine, dairy, feedlot, cow-calf on the bovine side. We're very large in the companion animal business, lots and lots of products there for uh, our, our pet owners as, as we uh, look to take care of our pets. And that's available through the veterinarian. Sometimes, depending on the product, might be available through the local farm store, through the distributor that they may be working with. Then our technology products from our identification products through the vet, through the distributor, and then also, um, we, when we'll talk about that, I think a little later, we actually are go-to-market on a lot of the technology is, is we work directly with the farmer in that case too for those deployments. Awesome. And then how would you say these products account for higher efficiency in livestock operations? 
Yeah, it's a great question. You know, so when, when we think about it, really, our, our overall approach is as an animal health company is, is just what the words say, right, is the health of that animal. But we're working to do that through multiple different facets. So, you know, in, in my career, we've really evolved from, you know, see a sick animal, treat a sick animal, right, to prevention with vaccines and vaccinations and better husbandry. So now as we're thinking about the deployment of technology, it's really not just see it, but actually monitor that animal 24 hours a day, seven days a week, identify that animal getting sick earlier with the technology, and then apply that appropriate biopharmaceutical intervention for a better outcome. So from an efficiency standpoint, just that healthy animals primary, right? You know, there's, that's the, the, the most, uh, most efficient way is make sure we're keeping that animal healthy. Secondarily would be labor efficiency as we think about, you know, using technology to better be able to keep an eye on those animals, to monitor those animals. But then also our, 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 our production efficiencies that we're able to get through Im improved performance, be that reproductive in the dairy side, um, be that milk production in the dairy side, be that feedlot production and performance. And, you know, knowing your great state of Nebraska and all those feedlot cattle that we have over there, our products like our Revelor implants, on the health side, our products like our um, certainly our sense of feedlot, which we'll talk a little bit about here in a minute, too. So lots of different ways that we contribute to that efficiency and performance effectiveness. That's awesome. Yeah, I feel like you've got a very diverse set of products and very diverse set of services that can help livestock owners. You previously mentioned that one of the merging happened with or one of the brands that currently you are working with is Alpex Livestock Intelligence. Can you please provide a little more uh, overview of Alplex Livestock Intelligence and what specific products or services does it offers? Absolutely. So I think uh, hopefully most of your, your cattle producers that are listening here would know Allflex as, a, as an identification company, as an ear tag company, uh, started many, many years ago in New Zealand, has been in the U.S. for a number of years and certainly has worked hard to provide those great identification products. The, the company itself, as I said, we acquired that business, Merck Animal Health, we acquired that business in 2019. And really what, what we provide there is everything from the basic uh, ear tag, right? As you would think about for swine, for cattle, um, all the way up to full monitoring systems in the dairy, uh, where we're monitoring those cows 24 hours a day, seven days a week, or in the feedlot now, as we're monitoring those feedlot cattle 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We like to talk about it all starts with the tag though, right? And, and even probably the most simple thing, which is that piece of plastic that's got a number on it. Both of you in your university setting, I, I think would agree with me. If you can't track something, there's no way you can actually make improvements in performance improvements, right? So having that animal identified is fundamental and foundational. So we say it all starts with the tag. But from there, we think about things like using electronic identification where we can deploy readers so not only do we make it easier for the farmer, for the feedlot producer, for the dairy producer to capture the information on that animal, but also put that in a more of a, a managed approach. And we think about this increased demand for transparency and traceability in the way our food is produced. We take that a step further and then we think about using tissue sampling, right? So being able to take a, a sample from an animal, take that tissue sample and then go to the, their lab, their choice, well, what we're able to do as Allflex as part of Merck is 
provide that to where that sample is tied back to that ear tag and tied back to that electronic identification so all those records can stay together. Then we go a step further and we think about monitoring. Our most developed one would certainly be our dairy monitoring where we're monitoring roughly about a million and a half cows every day, 24 hours a day with our systems out there. Um, you know, allowing those producers to more effectively deploy their labor to look at better health outcomes, find those animals earlier, think about better reproductive strategies as we try to keep those cows in a healthy performance and, and, and in good milk output. So lots of different ways that uh, our, our all flex portion of our business at Merck Animal Health can provide great tools and resources to the farmers. That's really awesome. I love the way that you kind of tied from the most like kind of standard level of just a tag to where we can start to see pretty much data from all levels. I think that's extremely important. And I'm very curious to see um, how have you had, especially in your dairy operations, how have um, kind of the operation owners responded to such um, kind of data volumes and where do they use it? Where do they find it the most valuable? Yeah, that, that's a big area for us right now, frankly, because we can collect all sorts of data, but unless we can put it in some sort of an output and some sort of an outcome that the farmer can act upon, it's, it's, it's really just numbers, right? So that's been a big focus for us as Merck Animal Health. You know, one of the things that we do is, is we're, we're, we're working to have dashboards and we have dashboards available. So actionable insights to say, hey, listen, here's these 15 cows that you need to take a look at today as an example on the dairy farm. Here's these 15 cows that are coming into reproductive heat. So you need to set them aside. So you're, we're coming in for that AI for the different things we need to do from a reproductive performance standpoint and making sure we get her pregnant so mm -hmm. she can freshen and then come back around and be that milking cow and have that great genetic progression all the dairy farmers are working on. But I think the other piece that's important is, is as an animal health company, we're working to find ways to really think about this to say not only are we identifying those animals earlier maybe in a disease process but actually using that in a way to show this performance outcome to say here's the right way to work with your veterinarian to, to treat them to give you more actionable insights and ultimately leading to better performance so certainly dashboards today um, web-based things that we're, we're, we're just finalizing to come out with for the farmer, for the veterinarian, where they can get more insights and more information to be able to deploy and then make that decision locally is what's best for their farm. That's awesome. That's really cool. Yeah, that's, that's really interesting how farmers can like, actually get the outputs or visual insights based on their data and then have them used towards managing their livestock or cattle. So uh, on that note, like uh, you previously mentioned, some of the animals uh, your services are currently uh, offering uh, service or products for. Can you uh, briefly like mention what animals is overall are covered by the products and services offered by the company currently? Sure. As I mentioned before, we're basically in every production animal species right now, right? From our from our health products, from our biopharmaceutical products. Uh, on the on our technology solution side, our, our primary focus right now would certainly be in ruminants. Uh, our biggest footprint would be in the dairy market where we have our data flow and our, our sense of dairy products, which we may talk about a little bit more. We're emerging in the feedlot market with our sense of feedlot product, which is a ear tag that allows that 24 seven monitoring of that animal for, to identify outliers. 
by the end of the year, we're anticipating that we'll have deployments, it, be it very new, but some deployments in poultry. We'll have some work we're going on in swine, and we actually even have work in aquaculture, believe it or not. While not a lot of aquaculture in your great state of Nebraska, certainly, certainly in other areas, we think about all segments of protein production. We as Merck Animal Health with our technology solutions will be, be invested in all of them. That's really awesome. I I like how diverse it is, and especially on the technology side. So kind of going back into that, we're going to start to highlight some of the technology that Merck does offer. So I think the next one we would like you to explain in detail is what Whisper on Arrival is and how it works. Sure. So um, Whisper on Arrival is a really exciting product for us. So this is actually some technology that we purchased all the way back in 2016. And when we purchased it, the goal was thinking about those feedlot cattle, right? Those on arrival feedlot cattle, as the name says, whisper on arrival. And when those cattle are coming into the feedlot, you know, there's a lot of decisions that the producer and their veterinarian need to make. And one of those is, is trying to identify with cattle coming maybe from different parts of the world or different parts of the country, I should say, um, depending how far they were on a haul. Are they mixed groups of cattle that came together at a sale barn? You know, lots of decisions. What was their vaccination protocol? And what we wanted to do is, is help that farmer, help that cattle producer, help that veterinarian with a tool to become a bit more subjective and say, you know, what's the risk profile of these animals? So what Whisper on Arrival does is it actually collects lung sounds and cardiac sounds from that animal. Um, I, I don't have one with me, I'm sorry, but certainly if we get send folks to our website, they can see one. But basically it's a paddle device with six listing pieces on it that actually we put on the side of the animal. It takes an eight second sound. That eight second sound is cardiac sound and lung sound. We can also combine that with the body weight and the body temperature of that animal. And based upon our research, be able to categorize that animal as a high risk or a low risk animal. So with that information, and they can make decisions locally on what do I need to do from a treatment protocol standpoint with this animal. So pretty exciting stuff, you know, really again, getting more into, uh, helping provide our, our, our cattle producers and, and their veterinary partners with more resources and tools to make more informed decisions as they think about raising that great protein source that they do every day. Yeah, that sounds really cool. Like having a tool to assist the animals as you bring them in will obviously like be helpful to farmers. So you mentioned Sense of Feedlot is one of the other products that the company is currently providing. So can you please highlight what sense of feedlot is and how does it help farmers in livestock management? Absolutely. And this is, uh, this is a great Nebraska story, to be fair, right? So uh, sense of feedlot is a product and a company that we actually purchased back uh, during the pandemic, actually. So a company called Quantified Ag uh, that was based in Lincoln, Nebraska, actually. So they were out on the innovation campus company we started working with back in about 2017. Um, we, as I said, we purchased that product in uh, 2020 is when we actually brought that and brought that into our portfolio. Great addition. What it is, is it actually is an ear tag, but a pretty special kind of ear tag. So it's got an accelerometer on it, which tracks that animal's movement, that, that animal's acceleration, but it's also got an infrared ear canal temperature sensor. So what it does is it, it collects that animal's acceleration on an hourly basis. It also collects that animal's temperature on an hourly basis. 
sends that into a base station where it's then compared with its norm and the norm of its cohorts, of its pens, of the rest of that feedlot, right? Because things can change. There may be everybody's active because there's a storm coming in, or maybe everybody's a little bit warmer today because it's one of those hot muggy days that you can get in Eastern Nebraska and Central Nebraska, right? But what it does is it looks at that and then identifies patterns to say this animal appears to be something's wrong, right? An outlier. So when that happens, uh, it flags that animal. It comes on an animal to pull list to provide to the, to the pen rider, to the cowboy, to the feedlot owner, whatever the case may be. But it's also got a daylight visible LED light on it. So not only are you going in there trying to find that animal out of those 250 in there, the light starts to blink. So they actually can identify that animal, pull that animal out, intervene and, and, and have a better health outcome. Our data, we've done a fair bit of research with this product, would say we'll find those animals anywhere from two to four days earlier than a human typically would because we're starting to identify patterns before they might manifest themselves in those visual outward signs. Uh, we ultimately are able to pull them and our work would show on, on one trial that we did recently down in Oklahoma that would say that we actually have more sellable pounds of product compared to more traditionally managed animals. So. You asked me about efficiency, again, better health outcomes, better efficiency, but also better labor deployment, right? If we think about that from the standpoint of the challenges I think we're all facing in the United States and probably around the globe for labor, you know, we've got to deploy that labor in the best way we can and most efficiently. And Sense Hub Feedlot allows us to do that by really only spending time with those animals and pulling those animals that, that have got a challenge. So. Pretty exciting stuff. We think it's a great Nebraska story as well. and very excited to be bringing that to the market. I love that. I love that. I think that's so interesting. And I'm, I'm not from the animal sector, but I think you bring up amazing points on the efficiency and focusing on problems kind of before they occur because you can predict it. I think that is an incredible tool. And I love that it's from Nebraska. That's so fun. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I thought you'd enjoy the Nebraska time. <laughs> yes. And then, so we kind of want to look at, you mentioned these, um, what I'm assuming is a massive amount of data from any side of your products. And so we kind of want to know more about the AllFlex data flow to system. Mm -hmm. I'm, it's a mobile app and kind of what that brings to farmers. Sure. So, so data flow is, is really our, our deployment, if you will, for the dairy business. Um, what we do there so on the dairy side slightly different than what i just described on feedlot a lot longer runway here we've been monitoring dairy cows in the united states since about 2011 is when we first started and we have two different type devices so we have a wearable collar or we have an ear tag both of which act in very similar ways but they're both with accelerometers right so we're tracking the movement of that animal side to side up and down front back right um, and from that, we start to identify patterns that we'll look at to say we can track different things like, is that cow ruminating? Is that cow eating? Is she lying? Is she standing? Is she panting? Things of that nature. With that, then we start to identify different parts of that biological cycle. So is she becoming ill? Is there something wrong that we need to look and she's got a health index score that says we need to pull her in and look more closely? Is she coming into is she coming into heat right and it's it's time to have that AI tech there as we talked about before. Up until our mobile app, the way that was deployed is the farm would actually have the farmer would actually have to be in front of a computer to see that information. 
what we've been able to do with our app now is anywhere that he or she is, that farmer can pull up that mobile app and see what's going on on the farm, whether they're sitting at their kid's football game or they're on vacation or whatever else, and they've got their, their staff looking after the farm, they can actually pull that up and see, here's the cows to breed list. Here's the cows to health index that we need to see. Here's all these various pieces. So really an evolution and convenience is what it is on that app. But re being able to put it in the hands of the farmer, wherever he or she is, at uh, anywhere on the farm or around the world. Yeah, that sounds really cool. Like without having a computer or laptop and just getting the insights in your hand, in your mobile phone is obviously like a very useful tool that farmers can use easily and quite often. It looks like you got a great line of products to help farmers. And with technologies, there comes challenges like utilizing the technologies properly. On that note, what level of technical expertise is expected from the farmers uh, or users who are using your services or products? Sure. Technical expertise, I would say, you know, our certainly our, our farming, our agriculture community in, in the United States is already pretty technologically advanced. If you've been in uh, any dairy farm and any tractor, I know you all work on more of the, the crop side with your experience, but certainly lots of technology they're using every day. You don't have to be able to program. You don't have to be able to do any of those pieces with our products, right? Um, what we work to do is provide that in a usable format and to, to help ensure that we've deployed a team of people that we call our technology customer success team. And really their, their goal, their job is to make sure that we get the right training in the hands of the producer. We get the right people on the farm or on the feedlot trained, and we get the right information of the right people at the right time so they can make those informed decisions on what's the best thing from a performance, from a health standpoint for those animals. So we as Merck have, have made a significant investment in that. We think it's an important piece not to just come and sell the technology to the producer, to the farmer, but also be there and say, listen, we're going to set out a 12-month roadmap for you of success. And here's what we're going to do on the first day. Here's what we're going to do in the first week. Here's what we're going to do in the first month. And make sure that we're on that journey together to get the right tools in their hands so they've got a good success story and they really feel the benefit of what they've deployed. So technical expertise, uh, there's already a lot on the farm, but certainly not to the point of where we need to program or anything else. We deploy tools in a very easy to use format, reports, help those farmers get those reports. And then also, as I said, help them certainly on farm with training, be that virtually or on their farm. So really making sure that they get the most out of their investment. I think that is is a really great thing to like include, especially in a tech company, because that's where you do see kind of maybe where the success isn't always at because because of sometimes a lack of training. So I really love that your company focuses on that and makes that a priority. And it's mutually beneficial by both sides. And it truly is a benefit for investment. So from that, we're going to kind of segue into a little bit away from the technical aspects, but kind of more about the payment model of the various products that you talked about today and how you kind of get these into producers' hands. So that's evolved over the years. So if I go back to when we originally purchased a business in 2019, everything was a sale, right? So the farmer would uh, be candidly going to the bank, looking for different financing to make this capital investment. One of the things that we worked very early on to be able to do, though, was to find a way to 
ease that barrier, right? Lower that barrier, but also make sure that it was something they could put in their operating expense. So we moved to a subscription-based model. So the, not all, it's do we still have the option if people want to buy the system, but the vast majority of what we deploy today would be a subscription model. So think about software as a service. So basically uh, what would happen is depending on the size of the farm, there are volume, there are some different prices for larger volume here, but basically they pay us a fee per cow per month. Um, and that fee per cow per month essentially then gets them everything. It gets them the equipment, it gets them the tools, the collars uh, or the ear tags, whatever the situation may be. And then that ongoing service and support. So typically a farm would uh, sign a five-year agreement on that. And basically we would have, as I said, that uh, fee per, per cow per month uh, ongoing. So each and every month, uh, much, much easier for them from a, a, a deployment standpoint, you know, and, and candidly, I think we all see it. We probably are doing that now with our, either what we're getting from Microsoft or what we're getting from Apple, you know, it's much more of that software as a service. So it was a, we think a really great thing that we've been able to do thus far. Um, that's really in the dairy on the feedlot side. We're not quite there yet. Uh, we're looking to evolve into that in the feedlot, probably in later 23, early 24 would be our plans right now. Ultimately, we see this really evolving across big, big segments of the business though, right? If you think about uh, how we look to go forward with bringing together health as well as technology into this one holistic solution approach, you know, that's, that's the next frontier for us, but really our evolution has been to a subscription-based model. I think that's really helpful for farmers uh, reducing the beforehand cost and like pay as you go month-wise. On that note, like you got like great line of products uh, and you have got a lot of customers using your products. So today, do you have any customer stories that you'd be willing to share with our audience? Yeah, absolutely. And I would, I would also offer, uh, we have several customer testimonials that are out there. So we're, you know, we're very happy to get in front of our customers and shoot some great videos about their farm and how they're deploying the technology. And I would, uh, I would certainly suggest to your, to your listeners of the podcast, um, if they're listening to a podcast, they may well also be on social media, but as an example, go follow us on Facebook with all flex livestock intelligence north america and you'll see some of these great stories that are out there of how these farms have deployed the technology some of the, what it's done for them from performance efficiency labor uh, i would also say you can find some of that same information on our website which we'll talk a little bit more about but without naming names a, a couple of things come to mind i mean certainly dairy farms working with their veterinarian as i mentioned before and those success stories of being able to find those cows earlier being able to get them pulled in and one thing I haven't talked about is our sort gates, right? So not only do we identify those animals, but we have sort gate technology that as they're coming out of the milking parlor, that gate will open and put her over in a pen so the veterinarian can come look and, and be able to have that much more convenient. So certainly great stories of, of better health interventions and being able to more effectively and more efficiently deploy the farm. Um, you know, we, we talk to farmers and I have a chance to get out a fair bit and you know, one of the things we pretty consistently hear when I say, I ask a question like, so, so tell me, um, what would you do if the technology wasn't available? And you'll get this look, that's just like, it's so much ingrained in the way we operate the farm today. You can't take it away. It's, it's such an integral part of what we do, which means it's also very critical that we keep that system up and running, 
right? So which is why we deploy 24 hour a day, seven day a week support where we've got a global support model where we've got the ability to basically follow the sun as we think about that technology, because that dairy has to be running at three o'clock in the morning when those first cows are coming in or that feedlot has to be running at first thing in the morning. So um, certainly lots of different customer success opportunities out there, lots of different examples. And I would certainly welcome your audience to follow us on Facebook and go see some of those great videos. Yes, I love that. You've kind of highlighted this throughout the interview, but what are some of like the major benefits that your customers have received from your company's products and services? And, and I, I think I probably have highlighted some of them, but I'll, I'll try to put them all together because they've probably been interspersed through the whole, the whole discussion here. Over efficiency, right? You know, not eliminating the need for people, but allowing us to deploy people that we have available in a, in a more effective, a higher value approach. So thinking about um, on the dairy side, you know, as we think about heat detection on the reproductive side of the dairy, you know, if we're only able to deploy people to look at those cows a little bit at a time, where if we're monitoring them 24 hours a day, seven days a week, that's more effective, that's more efficient. I talked about sort gates. So instead of going out and trying to find these animals, being able to deploy that labor because we'll use a sort gate and we'll pull her over into a holding pen for the veterinarian to come to take a closer look. Performance efficiency. If I'm finding that cow earlier as she's getting sick, if I'm finding that feedlot steer earlier, being able to intervene earlier, have a better performance outcome. Uh, ultimately, more milk, more red meat, more protein that those they're, they're trying to, uh, to, to raise. And one that I think we gloss over sometimes is certainly a little bit of a quality of life piece, too. If you think about the way we're able to deploy the tools to be able to look at what's going on with our phone app, what's going on on the farm, knowing that we have these things in place, uh, I would like to think it gives us some peace of mind out there, too. So certainly labor efficiency, performance outcomes, as well as that peace of mind would be three um, certain benefits that I think our, our customers see day in and day out with deploying our products and services. Yeah, those I think those are really great benefits that anybody would love to have. Uh, as we see, like today, the technology sector is uh, growing and more technologies are coming out to the market. What do you see? Like, what are the challenges in adoption of these digital technologies by farmers? Sure. I, I think that some of the challenges that we're seeing out there are probably for any of us when we're uh, when we're undertaking something new there there's the challenge of managing and leading through change so as you deploy technology as you deploy different programs and protocols you're going to ask yourself you're going to ask your staff to do something different than they've done before uh, some of the challenges that, that, that can happen from time to time is is unfortunately sometimes the staff may see that as a bit of a challenge to them right so there may be a little bit of a slower adoption and that's part of what we think about with our success team and, and how we deploy them to make sure we're getting that training. This isn't about removing people from the system at all. That's not what we're in this for. It's being able to more effectively use the labor that we have to deploy it in, in more high value areas. But certainly I think change is, is one of the things that, and, and the farm has to be prepared. The leadership, the management has to be fully um, engaged in that change process as well to make sure that they're, continuing to reinforce that here's what we're doing, here's why we're doing it, here's the here's what we're expecting to get out of it, not just here's something new, now go do it. So I think that's one of the main challenges that we see. 
I, I think the other piece, and it's something we worked hard as Merck Animal Health, is what I talked about before, again, with that success and that technical support, is making sure that you're working with somebody that's going to be there a year from now, that's going to be there working with you on the farm to making sure you've got the right systems in place, you've got the right reports, and also making sure they're there to keep that system up and running. So to me, when I think about challenges, it's probably more about change and then just making those decisions on who you're working with to have the best outcome. I think those are both excellent points and a very good perspective, especially for the listeners of this podcast. I think they'll find those really unique and um, pretty similar to kind of some of their own experiences. So thank you for bringing them up. Sure. Um, also, since you've kind of mentioned that you've had a hand in the digital technology aspect for livestock management for a few um, a few years now, can you tell us kind of what do you think the future of digital technology for advancing livestock management looks like in the next 10 to 20 years? Yeah, it's something we think about a lot here at uh, Merck Animal Health. So certainly from, from, from the way we see it, uh, I, I think you're going to see increased rapid adoption in, in multiple different uh, livestock production segments. For all the reasons we've talked about, right? As we think about labor efficiency, as we think about performance efficiency, but one we haven't talked about is also being able to have that story that goes along with our food. So if you think about it, being able to have that information on this animal that we've got a monitoring device on 24 hours, seven days a week, we think about what that'll actually mean to um, that consumer, what information that consumer's curious about. And, and as a producer, being able to say, here's how, here's my management practices and here's what I'm doing. Whether that's that RFID, that electronic ear tag on that animal from that calf at birth all the way along to looking at the different production segments it's moved through to that monitoring. So one, I see greater adoption. Two, uh, and I think rapid adoptions, we continue to move forward here. We've really seen that in the dairy side. We're starting to see that in feedlot. And I, think, I think we'll see that in, in all the different production animal segments. I think the other piece that, that I would expect to see in, in certainly not the next 10 to 20, I think earlier than that, is we start to bring this all together as an overarching approach for, for health. So think about that, that, that calf that's born on a ranch in Western Nebraska right now, right? That calf, if it gets an electronic ID, so we're all of a sudden, we've got a, a, a number in that animal that can follow that on animal all the way through its, its life cycle, kind of like our social security number. We can apply those appropriate biopharmaceutical interventions and we can have that information collected with that animal. We can monitor that animal at different times during its life cycle. And I think that'll expand so we can intervene earlier. We can have a better health outcome. And then we can have all that information when that animal reaches the end of its production cycle and goes into processing for food, all that information in the future, I believe can be and will be transferred, right? Is that information is available to go along with that. And then with some of the things we can do with our, our DNA traceback product is also sit there and be able to say that steak that's sitting in the Hy-Vee or the Safeway or whatever else, being able to say, listen, I can actually track that back um, if the systems are in place to say, listen, this is a feedlot it was at, this was a ranch. So think about all those various areas and what that allows us to do. So I see this really ramping up and speeding up. As I mentioned, I've been in the industry for a little over 30 years now, and the past four or five have probably been some of the most enjoyable just uh, of, of a great career, but that opportunity to be engaged in this new and exciting area. So lots of good stuff to come. Awesome. That's really interesting, like, you know, that 
how the technologies are evolving and how they are helping better manage uh, livestock. Uh, I really like the idea of like uh, tracking and transferring the data through different stages so that the end user of that like livestock or cattle uh, can have the information where it actually went through during its life cycle. That sounds really interesting to me. Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you, but you know, the one of the important pieces is is one is having the technology to be able to do that, but it's also it's that producer's decision, right? That is their data and make sure that they make those decisions on, on how they're gonna deploy that. That's not for us as Merck Animal Health to say, that's up to the producer to make those decisions on what they do with that data. We just wanna to provide tools and services if they make that choice to, to be able to share that with the next production segment, how that's gonna be available. Yeah, that's, that's really interesting. So we talked about a lot of different uh, products and services offered by the Merck Animal Health and its affiliate companies. Uh, you previously also highlighted some of the social media like Facebook things uh, where uh, our listeners can find more information about. Would you like to mention like some other resources uh, where if our listeners who wanted to learn more about the animal health company, where can they find those informations? Well, I, I would point them to our website. We've got a, a great website available that would share everything from all the species that we're in. It would look at all of our various biopharmaceutical products. It would also look at our technology solutions. And that is Merck, M-E-R-C-K-Animal-Health.com. So Merck-Animal-Health.com. So great tools and resources out there. Some of those different testimonials that I spoke about uh, that we have on Facebook as well. So great place to learn more about us, learn about our offerings. And then also I would say the local representatives, we've got a, a large team of people that uh, many of your listeners may be called on either by uh, the veterinarians that we call on or certainly the, the feedlots and the cow-calf producers and the dairy. So lots of different tools and ways you can uh, contact us and find out more and see if there's a way we can work together to help you. Perfect. Thank you for that. We have one last question. It's a tradition on the Farm Bits podcast to ask for a piece of advice. So what advice do you give producers just starting to use digital technology for livestock management production? Yeah, I, I, I thought about this one and, and I appreciate you said it ahead of time. It gave me a little bit of time to ponder and think about it. I, I think a key point is, is, is do some homework. Right. I mean, you're you're making a fundamental change in the way you're going to be managing your farm. Um, look at the various things that are available. Look at the companies that you're choosing to do business with. Um, this is a fast evolving area. As I mentioned before, if it were me, I, my, my bit of advice would be to look for a company that's going to be there with you over that journey. That's going to sit there and work hard to make sure they ensure your success, but also a company that's going to continue to bring new things to you. Right. So you think about what what you have today, but what are you going to need a year from now? What are you going to need two years from now? So do your homework and really look at those companies um, that are that, that are going to be there to support you and make sure you've got a good outcome. And the other one I would say is is just embrace the journey because it is going to be a bit of a journey. Right. I talked about the change that some things we have to deploy <clears throat> on the farm and, and be excited about that and, and, and be ready to to really continue to think about ways we can produce this great protein that our American farmers do every day. So that'd be, that'd be kind of my couple pieces of advice. Thank you very much to Paul Kaufman for taking the time to join this episode of the Farm Beats podcast. It's really exciting to hear about the different technologies offered at services and products by Merck Animal Health. 
efficiently and effectively manage dairy cattle and other animals. I would have to agree. One of my favorite parts of this episode and what this company is doing is how they focus on designing the product output to benefit the producer. I also enjoyed the perspective on what innovation can look like at all levels in the livestock management area of digital technology tools. Thank you for taking the time to join us today on the FarmBeats podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts to be informed about the latest content each week. We welcome your feedback. So if you have any comments or questions for us, please reach out to us over email, on Twitter, or in the review section of your favorite podcast platform. Our contact information can be found in the show notes. We would like to thank Nebraska Extension for their support of this podcast and their commitment to providing high-quality informational material to members of the agricultural community in Nebraska and beyond. The opinions expressed by the host and guest on this podcast are solely their own and do not reflect the views of Nebraska Extension or the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. This episode marks the end of the spring season, but don't worry, we'll be back on June 1st to share more digital egg stories from all of us at the FarmBeat Podcast. Thanks for listening. We will see you on June 1st. I hope you enjoyed this episode and we look forward to sharing another digital egg story with you next season on FarmBits. Bits.